I don't know, this is what makes all this so fascinating and what makes this entire space so, so interesting is it's taking deep philosophical questions about the nature of identity, like the ship of Theseus ones, the stuff that we've had in the philosophy discussion for the past 4,000 years or however long it's been, and now it's people actually being like, okay, but we actually need an answer because the things we're working on are touching on these topics in a way that I don't think that we've had quite as much of previously in human history. So it's all wild. Hey, people. Welcome to the Style is Free podcast. I'm your host, Brett Leibowitz. Today, we have Ben Goldhaber with us today. Said today twice. And... He is a technology enthusiast. He has worked at Google, various startups in cryptocurrency, AI, education, and we're just going to pick his brain today. We're going to get some interesting stuff. We know we love to talk about the future here. So thanks for coming on, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we were just talking right before about all this deep fake source stuff with voice, and you wanted to get into that a bit. Oh, well, it seemed like the thing to talk about because I saw you editing the voice tracks that we had when we were doing some testing on the voice quality and uh, we were just riffing that it's going to be super easy in the future for you to give me a really politically incorrect opinion through editing software. And I was like, that's terrifying. How, how are we going to deal with that? It sounded like we had the social institutions now for dealing with controversies in any type of reasonable or sane way. Like it just is Twitter mob-esque. So I, that's just going to be 10 times as bad when anybody can fake evidence about another person. Yeah, in multiple situations, whether it's court of law or what this person said on, like the celebrity said or what you said, your whole identity could be totally changed. Right. Yeah, just completely decimated. And how do we know what's real and what's not real? That's going to be a huge... Right now, we kind of just accept things as real. And once that kind of happens, we don't really know. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get we're going to get deep now because I'm just going to be like, what even is truth? Um, Wow, that's way too deep for the starting two minutes of a podcast we'll, we'll put it at the end okay <laughs> can we can we move this around i'm not going to but yeah we could <laughs> uh, uh but i just meant like yeah right now like how do you know that you see something is true um maybe one method is you can independently verify it through some type of experiment or test but that's prohibitive for almost any type of evidence like you can't actually go back and see if what a reporter said or said they saw actually did happen um so instead we place our trust in institutions that have high believability that we trust have good track records and if enough of those institutions all agree about a thing we trust that it is true but in an era of remarkably low trust in institutions i think deservedly so and a general decline in gatekeepers like groups that can't say this person's true this person's wrong what is going to happen and how are we going to cope with the the decrease in price for faking evidence around things i think that's going to be a hard challenge yeah, it's something interesting you were saying about trusting people's memory. Like, it's been shown in the court of law in many different places that you can't really trust eyewitness testimonies right now. Totally. So what we do kind of trust right now is recordings, video recordings, audio recordings. So this takes away all, the one thing that kind of locks in truth. If you wanted to get yeah. deeper on it, truth, like, everything is kind of sensory, and we just, like, we see what we, what we can see out of the world. But yeah. I think it makes sense to think of it as a as a spectrum. Something like new technology decreases the cost or increases the availability of X or Y. And something like 
deep fakes and I don't know, the increasing ability for people to synthesize audio and video is decreasing the cost of faking things. And like, you know, these these fakes are not perfect by any means, but it's just much easier to do near photorealistic type of uh, things. So it's like, all right, if we see this trend continue where it gets cheaper and cheaper to make higher and higher quality fakes, what is going to happen to society as a result? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I, I have some guesses. I'm curious about yours. Yeah. No, I think it's really interesting because right now, even without fakes being prevalent or predominant, there's a whole stuff with fake news and what can we actually trust as right. being real. And then you can always put spin on stuff that is real and make it sound bad. Right. And so how people now just take information and they look at it only from their myopic point of view to kind of back up what they already think. When you have that stuff with maybe even stuff that is real and like which we're saying truth is hard to define even when you get stuff that, Oh, you think like this, here's something that exactly shows this, this person saying what you think they think, even though like, totally untrue. And how do you prove that? Like society kind of breaks down. When you have no actual form of evidence. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the beautiful part of all this is it's just giving people what they want. Like the fake news trend, whatever that actually means, whatever thing it's pointing at is uh, something wherein now you can point to quote unquote news that backs up whatever you want it to be. And that's great. That's capitalism, man. We did it. You like can just get the thing that you want cheaply and availably. And it just that perspective. Yeah. I'm an optimist. This is just giving people what they want and people don't want truth. People want things that are going to back up their tribe their group so you know maybe there's actually nothing wrong with any of this like it's just giving people what they actually want yeah the problem is if people use it in order to incite riots right to get people mad about stuff so mad so that it's so into what they want to believe that they start causing violence right and harming others will be a worry and i'm being a little tongue-in-cheek i think the destruction (laughs) of uh shared reality will probably be bad yeah i like that shared reality so it was, being on the optimist side, yeah. I think it's going to be great for movie production, Hollywood, yeah. to be able to take, I've always thought it'd be cool, Morgan Freeman's voice and yeah. have it be my, he has an awesome voice, there's people out there who have great voices, just to have him say whatever, to have him say anything, or you can have anyone, yeah. like, like think of sci-fi stuff, having your family members always like, oh, here's a new video of your yeah. your family member that passed away, and, and like making movies, Hollywood, nice. Hollywood production, you no longer need... Like, you can have Burt Reynolds in his prime forever, right? You can yeah. have all these things just out there for you. There's an, uh, Do you watch BoJack Horseman? I do watch yeah, BoJack there's Horseman. A, there's a theme there where they, like, record 3D model his face, and they yeah. just end up like, oh, yeah, we didn't use you at all. Sorry for spoiler alerts. There's all other great stuff in that show that yeah. <laughs> isn't spoiled. But, yeah, like, they just totally made the whole film with his 3D rendering of his face, which is... It makes that's where I see the future of this going in a positive light. I think this is uh, so. This raises two cool things. Like one, I don't know what came to mind for that for me when you were saying that was we should try to ground this somehow in compute analysis. Like I don't know how long it currently takes to make a good deep fake or something like that. My guess is it's still pretty prohibitive to do it at the like amateur level in a way that you can do it quickly. But that trend is obviously going down. Like, I don't know. You might know more. I might guess it was like three days or something like that. So I think it depends what you're doing. So it is something I want to get more into. I know there was the... I didn't hear about this, I think, till after. I think Reddit got rid of deepfakes. So I haven't seen a lot. But something I have seen is... They have George Bush on the TV screen with the news going around and in real time. Like, while you move your mouth and say... He moved his mouth exactly how you're moving yours. So... 
yeah, maybe it'll take some time, depending on what you're trying to do. But for certain things, you can do it live. I think that that might be different than deep fake. And also, okay, we got to put a tan. We got to put like a, a a point or a bookmark up here to come back to this because I think there's like a super interesting question of you know we only heard about this after. Or at least we should definitely say we only heard about this after Reddit banned that subreddit and there's all the news about it. But, uh, uh, like, you know, the questions around that are really interesting. But from, like, a, a concept mapping and trying to define terms, I've been thinking of deep fakes as deep learning-powered uh, manipulation of video um, where you, like, have video A and image of person B and then combine the two using deep learning techniques. Well, I think the one you're pointing at might be different. I don't know how they do that in that case, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's deep learning. Cause I think it's, I think you're right. It's like real time. Um, yeah. I guess you don't have to run a deep learning machine algorithm on it, which does take a lot of time yeah. to do, but I can see thing about computer vision works. You have point feature vectors, you have the mouth move, you can have their nah, mouth. That's move, it. And and maybe they've had, like, I don't know, all the different ways your skin wrinkles when you move yeah. your mouth, but it's probably only so much, like, movement you can do. And if you see that happen once on the person or maybe you look at Snapchat filters, like, right, right. making someone's mouth wrinkle and move is kind of not that difficult compared to looking like Abraham Lincoln or being an underwater sea creature. Right, like exactly. Yeah, and you're definitely all in the same camp of making it cheaper and easier for people to uh, uh, fake video and audio. Yeah. Which right with movies we've been doing, <laughs> it's all right. it's all unreal. So, it's yeah, it only becomes a problem once you're looking at inciting wars, like yeah. inciting people to do bad things, and but it, 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 it doesn't even change anything. Like we were talking about before, people just want to believe what they want to believe anyway. There's people who believe the Earth's flat, right? And there's tons of evidence around that, and there's no real way to convince them that the Earth's not flat. <laughs> There's some point where small changes, like these quantitative changes, making things cheaper and easier, ends up causing a qualitative change in state. Whether or not this is an example of that, I don't know. I think think my money is yes, there's going to be a lot of scandals around this, but I... I don't know. I'm kind of I'm raising my hands here, shrugging because you're totally right. Like I think I put my money on this causing scandals, but maybe maybe it's not gonna like cause some whole new paradigm. It'll just make people more skeptical about everything they see. Yeah, I guess it's right now you can use video evidence in a court of law to prove someone stole something, or right. someone was at the scene of the crime, and that kind of goes out the window or it gives the opportunity for a kangaroo court. Right, someone wants to put you yeah. in jail or blame you for something it's like oh we have the video evidence a little tangent now i'm thinking right now we use video as evidence and everyone's using 2d video right screens i'm wondering how tricky it will be when we have 3d video let's say where you have a whole scene in vr or something where you can see the whole scene around you right and that's ported from an actual and uh, still a bunch of cameras or something like that if that's more difficult to fake than a 2D video because you're importing right depth and stuff into a whole another layer of things on there besides just the two dimensional, and so but it's still using the same probably deep learning algorithms and stuff, but maybe that'll be harder. So maybe if we transition to more computationally intensive formats, that it'll be harder to fake because that's the first time I've thought of that actually. That yeah. maybe we use video now, but maybe we won't use video in the future or at least 2D video as much. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a number of defensive techniques, like watermarking video to show when it happened and, like, have more hardware cryptography in order to make sure that uh, there's some type of embedding that's harder to fake. I suspect that we're going to see more ML-powered tools for detecting fakes, like have some kind of large database of, um, like, authentic video and try to compare against a maybe authentic, maybe not authentic, which is pretty interesting because that's uh, actually the technique that people use to create fake ones, a generative adversarial network. Um, So, you know, my money is on the attacker in this case, but, uh, you know, it'll it'll be an arms race for a while. Can you explain... How do you, what's, I always see GANs. What does GANs. it stand for again? Uh, I think the term stands for Generative Adversarial Network. I'm definitely not an expert in this field, but the basic structure is um, you have two networks. Um, one network is trying to create an image that will fool this adversary, the network that is checking uh, whether or not it is true or is false. And... Uh, that can be like pre-trained that can be human trained a network that is kind of doing the discerning task and they're both training and competing with one another to get better at detecting which one is fake which one is bad so both networks are getting better over time and the outcome of this this is a part i'm a little fuzzy on but it, uh, it, it favors the network that's generating that's getting better and better at creating fake video fake um audio or just like a photorealistic picture of a cat um so it's a way of training these networks against each other so you don't need you know maybe you you might not need as much sample data in order to get a very authentic looking uh, um, picture yeah yeah and this is something i only know a little bit about as well but some of my understanding is you're trying to train a network to identify something hot dog or not hot dog. so you're trying to identify a hot, hot dog, dog or not so you have this dog. fake thing putting not hot dog on there yep and you get some sort of features that you wouldn't like color yep. like so you're trying to recreate an image from black and white to color uh this fake network can be like generating random color stuff and the real network would be like no that's not real and then that helps colorize pictures in yeah. a more realistic way than like if your bottle is always brown it's not gonna be a blue or something like that even though the shading might Totally. And that's an important part of this is it's the it's really the feedback loop, right? It's the feedback from the uh, verifying network to the generative network saying this is not a hot dog because it is wrong on this attribute. And then the uh, network that's trying to create the image takes that, modifies it in certain ways, modifies the images creating, submits it again. And so it's in some ways how uh, like a human would learn, which is try to do the task, give it to somebody who knows how to do the task. They give you feedback, and over time, you move up from a C to an A. Yeah, I like the realistic analogy. It's nice. <laughs> what are your thoughts on artificial intelligence taking over the world? Ooh, big question. I like this. No small talk. Uh, is, you know, is it is it going to take over the world? Um, that's a big question. Uh, I guess, like, probably won't take over the world. It could, like, destroy the world. Um in a paperclip maximizing esque scenario, uh, I don't know. That's a that's a really big question. I mean, I think I put myself in the camp of people who are very worried about uh, artificial general intelligence. I think it's uh, really hard to control the actions of smart people already. Like we're very good at being able to take rule sets and figure out ways around those rules in order to get our true goal. I think that might just be a feature of like intelligent systems you know i'm doing air quotes right now whatever that means and yeah so that could be really hard to make sure that 
AIs aligned with the things we actually want to do. So that's that's how I would kind of describe it. I'm I'm very concerned about AI alignment issues. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we're probably not putting enough money and resources into it as a society. And I don't know. I don't. Do you have a timeline in mind? What are your thoughts on this? What what? Where does Brett put his money on? Like when artificial general intelligence would happen? So, it's like, what's the definition of that exactly? Yeah, Number I don't one, know. right? Like what artificial? So what I can I'll define it in my mind is artificial intelligence, true artificial intelligence, not just deep learning and all this cool stuff we're doing now, yeah. is a computer, some sort of mechanics that can create its own algorithms that so it can create kind of artificial intelligence so basically it can use these tools and stuff maybe or maybe other tools in the future that we figure out or get better at or get more computational power but it can solve anything right right it can use it because right now it's very applied like we want to identify things or we want to optimize things and we use these networks to do this so we want a network that can create other networks that in my mind if you can do anything with networks that's true artificial intelligence so I don't know the timeline. I don't have a good timeline on it, but yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan podcasts recently. We were talking about he he loves bringing this up. Like, when will artificial intelligence take over? It's fascinating. Just side note here: this was a topic that was not in the mainstream even definitely a decade ago, maybe not even not even five years ago. And then at some point, this meme just really burst into the general conversation. Yeah. I think probably with Elon Musk setting worries out about it. Yeah. It's very interesting. I like his public persona getting involved, especially the stuff in Thailand recently. This uh, is just a wild look at how small things can end up making these huge ramifications. Like Nick yeah. Bostrom wrote his book, Super Intelligence, pub- like maybe the first layman's book about super intelligence, like aimed for a kind, semi-general audience. Um, there was like the Asilomar conference that brought together various researchers and pe- like people who were concerned about actually it might not have been a Silmar, it was something in Puerto Rico. And there was some conference that brought together a lot of these people. And like, I don't know, from that, this is I'm kind of blanking on the actual timeline, but Elon Musk heard about it, then he talked about it at an EA Global well, no, he, he talked about it in a lot of other ones, but I remember him at an EA Global event. And then it's just like just ah. Yeah. Video would be good for this because you could see my hand motions I know. expanding. I, eventually we're gonna get video cameras and a guy Sick. in the back who's looking stuff up so we can watch stuff and Is that what, how they what do conference it? was that? What? Is that how they do it? They have like a guy. Yeah, so Joe Rogan's a dude, Jamie, who's like Jamie, look this up. Just like checking it I out. was there with Jamie doing stuff. And yeah, listen, Dan Carlin, he's, he's like, uh, yeah, the guy named Ben, if there is a Ben, like, <laughs> he's really funny. Oh, I like uh, that. I like that yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. great. So one of the, I forget who he was talking to, I've been listening to a lot recently, yeah. but he was talking to a astrologist kind of guy into space and things, and it got me really thinking a lot about it, because bringing up some of the stuff that I'm about to say, where... Does it matter if artificial intelligence takes over? Ooh, hot take. Like, Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so if you look at evolution, mm-hmm. right, that humans theoretically aren't going to be around forever. We're in a very like early time period where humans exist, and this short amount of time are going to evolve into something else. I've always thought in the past, like, ooh, I wonder what we're going to evolve into. What type of new senses don't we have right now right. could we possibly have? So no matter what, most likely, I don't know the exact ins and out of evolution, but my understanding is like we're going to evolve or at least like change eventually over time. If we want, because the goal of kind of humanity is like a very simplistic sense is to live forever, gather as much knowledge and survive survival. You're, you're putting a lot of, uh, uh, 
that that sentence the goal of humanity is carrying a lot of weight in that sentence i'll just i'll just note that i didn't mean to cut you off yeah there. well it's just the goal of life in general right yeah. so now we're getting broader as far as we know we're the only life on in the universe yeah. whatever the universe is yeah like maybe there's more like the whole natural planets and suns and stars and black holes everything is very interesting dark yeah. matter and dark energy yeah. like making most of everything but as far as we know i've done some stuff with biology and and fishing life cycles and like when life hits zero it's over there's no you can get really low and maybe come back and so like the goal in general of life in my mind is to keep on going i go as long as possible gather as much information live because if you don't if you stop then you can't do it and you can't do life anymore so it's that's kind of the whole point more or less so with that in mind being that we might be the only life forms ever and that we may kill ourselves off with global climate change global warming just pollution even like people don't believe or not enough science that people want to look at for that sort of stuff pollution like we're going in a big direction where we might destroy the earth and most likely ourselves before we've already made a lot of animals and species extinct so there's a good trend that maybe we'll kill ourselves off before we even evolve okay, so let's yeah. say best case scenario we live and evolve yeah. and stuff lower case scenario we kill ourselves but other things live, like the dinosaurs went away but we came out of it right something else comes out of it that keeps life going tardigrades hopefully i think <laughs> that's one of my ideas just send tardigrades everywhere like spread throughout the universe to see what they evolve into and just they're keep cool. life going They'll i've seen those anything. images they're cute yeah they're like little, <laughs> little spiral bears. little water bears they're yeah. spiral mouths if you haven't heard of tardigrades they live extreme temperatures like will live through anything i think they're gonna outlive everything <laughs> Micro animals, I think, is the terminology. Yeah. But, so, idea of life is like in general, keep on living at minimum, yeah. keep going. So, what we're doing with with machines is kind of rapidly. You could look at it as a form of rapidly evolving. Yeah. So we're if we create artificial intelligence, say we create this thing that has doesn't have the limitations of biology. It yeah. could technically live forever, and. With, what I think a lot about is like hybrid humans is what I'm calling it, where you kind of mix technology with your life. So right now it's phones, and then you go further on, it's like more like cyborg stuff where sure. you can have bionic eyes and kind of using technology with the human to live forever. So I wanted to look up what this thing was called, but there's a, I think it's a Greek thing where the ship of Theseus. The ship of Theseus the Parable. Ship of Theseus yeah. Parable, where you have a ship, but over time, every part of the ship has changed yeah. into a, like using the wood, the planks come in. So it's totally different from when you initially started, yeah. but still the ship of Theseus. Yeah. So we would take myself, you replace all my parts with like bionic parts and make me a machine, but keep my consciousness or just upload my consciousness. Like more or less, there's like a pair of, yeah, like maybe I'm still myself or more or less like still kind of human. Yeah. Right. So if you extend it that far that we're still human, even if we're like machines, and that may be like the best form of evolution for us to go into, whether it's machines take over or we put ourselves into machines. And then, so if we look at it like that, I think machines taking over isn't the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, we just wipe out everything, including ourselves, especially. Yeah. So there's like tons to unpack here. Yeah. Um, and I'll give my hot take on your hot take. Um, Super hot. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of this comes down to. Well, like, I don't know. Hearing that, there were, like, four parts that stood out to me or four things that, like, came to mind. One was the goal of life. I I suspect that... 
I want to say that there isn't really a goal of life. Like, there's a general evolutionary process that ended up creating humans, um, and so there are certain, like, evolutionary forces that mean that, like, group A is going to outcompete group B, so we get more of group A. But whether or not we should call that a goal in the same sense that we think of, like, humans having goals, uh, I think it's probably not true. Yeah. Um, which I, it, it sounds like a... Um, like a trifle or me like um like splitting hairs but it seems important because of like the next point which is if we create ai that is evolutionarily successful if it can outcompete humans and also it can outcompete many other things and this kind of goes to the classic paperclip maximizing situation which is the like thought experiment of you have an ai that's programmed to create as many paperclips as possible it's super intelligent so what it does is it kills all the humans who would stop it and turns the entire earth into paperclips and the entire universe into paperclips uh, expanding in the light cone and it's just paperclips forever and like that's an evolutionarily successful process right it is something that is propagating itself and consuming resources um but i at least do not think that that is good and i think i would say that it is bad so it's like you can the the like possibility the design space for ai like the idea of things that could be good could like and represent human values whatever that is might be very small compared to the many possibilities of ai that are actually very negative and so like maybe what we should be trying to do is aim our efforts towards trying to build something in that design space um something that is actually good um, and represents some human values. And, you know, one of them being like, I think Ray Kurzweil talks a lot about the idea of human machine synthesis or, mm-hmm. you know, singularity. Singular, yeah. And then like the cyborg type idea of like either mind uploading or augmenting people through machines. That's a, that, that is definitely a more appealing idea because it more represents human values. But it's, I don't know, a scary thing might be like maybe we can't get there because we're there are like too many dangerous possibilities in the design space that are not representing human values and i don't know this is what makes all this so fascinating and what makes this entire space so so interesting is it's taking deep philosophical questions about the nature of identity like the ship of theseus ones the stuff that we've had in the philosophy discussion for the past four thousand years or however long it's been and now it's people actually being like, okay, but we actually need an answer because the things we're working on are touching on these topics in a way that I don't think that we've had quite as much of previously in human history. So it's all wild is what I'm trying to say. It's all super interesting. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I'm just going on like a rant that has no actual point here maybe, but like if the crux of the discussion is something like, are we going like, is AGI taking over good or bad I think I mean what really needs to be unpacked is what kind of AGI like is it is it one that represents human values if so whose human values we can't even come together as like a human race and know what human values are and you look at at so many different cultures and so many different people on an individual level like human value is such a generic term that doesn't actually mean anything and a lot of crazy people out there a lot of jerks right so like what are human values right that's what we like to think of like the really nice, really good out to solve stuff. So I, I'm going to go back a little bit from your point. Yeah. I agree with you. Goal probably wasn't the right word. Yeah. I guess it was more a prerequisite for us to continue hmm. doing, like to live, to continue doing whatever we want, any goals or just being. And in order for life to do anything, it has to keep going. 
That's true. And so definitely. And so that I guess more of a prerequisite than a goal in order to do other stuff. Yeah. And yeah, just what we were saying before about human values is what does that mean? Yeah. So what? And so say we could take the best human values and put that into AI right. and like upload our consciousness. Is that a good scenario? Would we like as long as I agree with you like making paper clips till the end of the universe that's life like that could be a theoretical mm. artificial but what is artificial life yeah and that's there's, that's there's not the best case clearly things that i don't want to see happen but like what do what do i want like what yeah. what would good quote-unquote human values look like well that's like a i don't know to me it's an awe-inspiring question and i mean that in the old sense of the word awe-inspiring which is like like terrifying and beautiful uh uh, sorry, now I definitely sound um, full of myself, but that's like a really deep question because the values we have now are ones that people a hundred years ago would find absolutely repugnant. People uh, yeah, a thousand years ago would find incomprehensible. Like nobody. What type of values? What do you mean? Uh, I mean like um, the ways that we spend our days, the things that we think are important. Like uh, I don't know, so much of. Like a millennial life in a city is about chasing arbitrary status artifacts that people like in 12th century France would not be able to even get, like comprehend. Right, but I, I don't think we're that different. I I don't know if you've seen stuff about graffiti in Pompeii. Yeah. The Mount Vesuvius blew up 2,000 years ago, yeah. and hilarious graffiti got what preserved there. It's yeah. like. I'm blah, 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 I sleep with all, like, master and sleep with all these women or this person that, like, dick jokes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like 2,000 years ago, people were making dick jokes on graffiti. Well, that's inspiring (laughs) that we're so similar to people. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you play someone and, like, a baby in a different time period and have them grow up in the culture, like, is it that different? Would we be that different? Well, but it's the culture, right? And so maybe this is a crux of our disagreement. I suspect that, um, what's that famous quote? The past is a foreign country. There's just vast and truly, truly different ways of viewing the world and what's important that we need to appreciate. Because if we're talking about, in some sense, building a really powerful machine that's going to try to do a certain task, and it's going to try to do that task based upon the like what the goals that a person wants. Those goals are, I I think. I mean, this is like a deeply controversial statement in, in like. I assume a philosophical sense, but um, like there, you can't separate them from the culture you're in. You can't, there's no, maybe this isn't controversial. Maybe this is obvious, but there's no vantage point from outside history that we can say, this is the good, this is the bad. Right. Yeah. We can't define human goals. Right. Or and human if, values. Yeah. And if we're talking about like um, what should like a powerful machine do, and it's trying to act to, to fulfill certain things that people want, like, I, you know, I, I don't know how we get to what's the right thing to do. And, yeah. and this this sounds in some ways, again, I feel like splitting hairs, except we're when we think about AGI, we're thinking about something that is like vastly, vastly more competent or capable than any machine we've made before. And I would not want a Spartan from, you know, the ancient Greece to be the one determining what the good is because they have vastly different definitions of that. Is the good becoming more and more like having less and less caring for my enemy so I can slaughter as many of them as possible because the good thing is to be heroic in battle. Yeah. That that was a belief system that 
uh, I'm not a historian, but I, I, I think I, I feel I like it was a culture. You know what I'm referencing? That's yeah. it. Um, but I don't know. That's what we're going to have to grapple with. And that's why technology and these questions around ethics and uh, uh, are so alive today. Yeah. So I guess in my mind, after talking about this, the fear isn't of creating this incredibly intelligent being and and silicon intelligence but we're saying human values if the human value or goal is to create paper clips that's a dumb value right Right. so that's like the stupidest thing that's not a smart machine that's a machine that's very capable and has a lot of access to do stuff but if its goal is to create paper clips at least in my mind that's idiotic right that's that's not an intelligent life form let's separate competency from goals like yeah uh, intelligence maybe is uh the ability to like effectively i I don't know effectively get your goal like effectively acquire like make a strategy for acquiring your goal or for and that is what intelligence is like i don't know think about your goals like what are your goals brett are they smart my goals are they good yeah. And from whence do you say that? From what position? And I guess, like, my goal, I, I've been thinking more about what should, and maybe this is what we should be doing. What are the goals of an artificial intelligence? Yeah. What do we want in an AGI? Like, what do we want it to do? That's a super what deep question. Goals? And something I've been thinking is just learn everything, right? Because I've been thinking a lot about space and stuff. Yeah. One of the things from the podcast, which might have been the Neil deGrasse Tyson one on Joe Rogan, is, might have been someone else. So, one of the astrologists. But, it doesn't make sense to like find life, like you use waves or something, you find something hundreds of thousands of light years away, yeah. and then go to it because it's not going to be there most likely yeah. by the time you get there. What makes sense is to like go send a, a ship out there. Yeah. You wait. You go to different planets. You just wait for something, and once it comes up, you're like you're there already. And so something like that, and just understanding the universe, understanding everything, would be kind of like the ultimate goal. And then. Survival, yeah. I, I think, mean, I think is... survival is like past the sun's gonna explode. Right? Yeah, past, yeah. There's all these things that eventually, like, yeah, will either evolve, the sun will explode, and like you just think long enough term, like what? Yeah, what's the point? Like of everything. And but so telling we have an AI like, that the goal is to learn everything, like imagine you tell some superpowered genie that isn't malevolent but doesn't have common sense, whatever common sense is. Um, that you want to learn everything. And the genie thinks to itself, oh, the fastest way to learn everything is to destroy the Earth so that it can have fuel and power in order to explore the entire solar system. Like, there are side effects to all of the things that you could do, and we need to define goals in terms of this entire substructure of things. Like, we need to preserve the Earth and learn knowledge. We need to make sure... Constraints. Uh, you need an optimization equation that has the proper constraints and variables. Right. Right. And what are those though? Defining those. Is but the, the, and that's not how human part. beings work. We have no reference point for this. It's not like I know. sit down and sit this have this entire list before I do a thing that I'm going to go get milk, but I better make sure not to steal it from the store. I it's there. I but maybe you see what I'm saying. I see right? what you're saying. It's but, a hard problem. But there's a lot of things we do that we shouldn't be doing as well right yeah. tons of wars tons of people hungry tons no. of stuff that if we sat down and uh, we could be standing standing yes yeah. are very useful probably <laughs> but we, if we just get together and think okay these are the problems how do we solve them yeah. and how do we not let 
like the extremists of any group kind of run everything because <laughs> when cause in human history problems. have we ever been able to do this and who even are we in this case yeah. it's a uh it's a bunch of countries and companies yeah. racing to build what will be a very economically viable type of technology yeah so i think this goes back to the human values like we don't know yeah. what we want yeah and i think a lot of people are just so we're probably fucked, right? Is that the main takeaway? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I, those are the different levels of fuck. There's yeah. like, we destroy everything, worst case sure. scenario, all life. Yeah. There's, then there's like, we destroy human life, which is still pretty bad for us. Right? Yep. We're the still like the microscopic, our section. And then, yeah, and then like everything survives and maybe we go become robots and then what, what do they become, right? What do they evolve into? Maybe we find out some, maybe we find out dark matter. Hopefully more than paper right. clips. Yeah, hopefully not paper clubs. Like, who even uses paper anymore? <laughs> like, Yudkowsky's example is definitely outdated. I don't think you need paper clips. Yeah, what do anymore. we need? Shoes, clothes, yeah. cars. Yeah, it'll destroy stuff paper, for shoes. Money? I don't know. Digi- crypto. Oh yeah, for crypto. Keep making crypto for crypto kitties. <laughs> crypto kitties. Yeah, so that's the. I think that's what we nailed it down to. We need to figure out what human values are in yeah. order to optimize them. Yeah, a little. Bit, yeah, this is constant tangents, but. Yeah, something interesting with deep learning is for everything that you use like machine learning for artificial intelligence, you need a data set, right, to train mm. on a training set. Yeah. And I think there's so much interesting stuff of who is that training set of, right? If you're yeah. trying to maximize, like, training for certain people or for, for everyone, right, but if you only do certain demographics, like, like young white males, that's the sure. most of your data, then everyone else gets kind of screwed in the long run and these are the basis for our training data. So there's all this stuff like figuring out, okay, we're using machine learning, getting the right data in there in order for it to understand the the best outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the converse has actually been true. Is it converse or inverse? I never remember what the difference between inverse and converse Um, is. Converse or shoes. Oh, right. (laughs) So it's not the shoes I'm talking about. Inverse is one over. Yeah. Converse in this case. Let me stop inverse being is, pretentious and still. You need like a yet. scale on an inverse to totally like flip <laughs> on the other side of the scale. Yeah. Converse, but converse do have black and white shoes. Have you inverted the colors of those checkers? Converse, it is. Cool. And the converse of not being represented in data sets. I, I recently heard that there was a lot of controversy about. Um, I can't remember what company, but trying to build out data sets that would be used for surveillance of primarily Hispanic communities to help identify people who were in, like, legal or illegal. It's the idea of using computer vision surveillance in order to help with a border wall or help with immigration purposes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if the idea is that certain groups should not be represented in those group in that, like, should, should you not build data sets that are primarily made up of, like, an ethnic group to make it easier to target them, there's there's like a interesting play here right like in some versions it's you want to have a really big data set in order to make sure that your machine is actually efficient and actually able to see black faces uh, hispanic faces groups that aren't just you know white males but in other cases you don't want to be able to see those groups so it comes down to like societal con yeah. uh what your objective context yeah like yeah what you're trying to figure out Using the artificial intelligence or machine learning algorithms. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. So what were they doing? They're trying to identify people coming across the border? Yeah, I, I guess I kind of mangled the example. Yeah. Um, well, I was. I heard it was... Um, 
protests against tech companies using automated surveillance to identify uh, illegal immigrants. And one of the issues these companies would have to deal with is building out data sets full Mm -hmm. of specific demographic groups. And I think the protest was against both using the tech for that and also for building out data sets that would enable that type of surveillance. But I don't remember. If we had a Jerry here who could look up this story, we could get more context. But uh, We need like an artificial intelligent computer to look this stuff up. Yeah. And hey, then we Siri. could just call it, yeah, whatever name we want it to. They could just change the name. Yeah. Go, Bill, like... <laughs> yeah, Carol, get on it. Good. What else you want to talk about? Got any... Any itching passions to get out? You know, we talked a little bit about this before the show. What is your... Do you feel like you have a thesis statement for technology and society? Like, what do you think... And this is such a broad question, so take it in any way you want. But, like, are you an optimist about technology and society? Are you neutral? Do you think it's going to cause X and Y? Like, and... I, I, I've been, I'm trying to reflect on this myself, and I don't know. Yeah. I, in general, optimist about society. Yeah. We are talking about the different scenarios, right, where it could be bad. I yeah. think one another Joe Rogan podcast, someone gave a quote of someone else that says, yeah, I'm a pessimist, but it doesn't mean you have to be gloomy about it. So even <laughs> if there are other situations, like, you know, it doesn't have to ruin your day. Right. But yeah, I think technology I like is super cool and has so much capability to solve problems, right? Yeah. To feed people, health, health aspects. I think the problems kind of lie in all the other industries that are too slow to catch up to technology, mm. like health and government and mm. all these things that have been going on for so long that they kind of don't utilize this fast-paced like, environment to make stuff better. Yeah. Right? Like, in my mind, in general, like, we need to get more people with food and shelter. And yeah, I think it's just automation and everything's so weird with technology because technology is not necessarily the problem. The problem is... If you look at automation, where AI te- the, is great, does its job perfectly, doesn't kill everyone and make paper clips, yeah. but it takes over all the jobs. Mm. And if you think in general, without looking too deep in it, like, oh, no one has to work. Perfect. That sounds right. amazing. But then you look at it a little bit closer and you look how a society's set up right now. If no one's working, no one's getting an income. And the only people getting income are the people who own these artificial intelligence that are running everything. So you have the, the ultimate uh, wealth like disparity where you have these couple, like maybe one person, let's say, who owns all the AI, who does everything. Yeah. Everyone else can't afford it, like, to do anything. And so it's just interesting, like how does society change along with technology in order to kind of, and the, it goes again to values and goals, maximize what? Like in order to do what? Yeah. Like what do we want out of it? People want to be happy, which is also like a very vague thing like what makes people happy and people yeah. don't really know and is it wrong to just take a bunch of happy pills in order to be happy yeah and like what are the side effects of happy pills too like a lot of i don't know imagine if you just had a i'm gonna you raise a bunch of interesting points there and i feel like we should talk about them but a thought yeah. experiment yeah, you know you're given that happy pill you can eat it and you'll be totally blissfully happy for a day and you won't feel any pain yeah. and no side effects yeah Sounds great. Great. <laughs> Why would we not? I don't know. I mean, Unless I think want, people are controversial. Uh, I think it's... Unless we want pain in order to feel more happy. You could take a pain pill. I'm not... Take a happy pill. I'm not sure. Like, there's a naive version of the world that's just, yes, pain is bad. Why are we not trying to be straight up happy all the time? But I yeah. feel like we're not actually... I, human beings don't seem to be aiming to be 
happy all the time, at least in this naive sense. Yeah, I'm really self-destructive too. A lot of, I've said this before on stuff, but a lot of times short-term gains are like sought after in, I need a better way to say this in one clear sentence, but basically in, instead of long-term sustainability or long-term happiness or long-term goals, we do stuff that's like right now. Like you look at something I've looked at a lot, like I said, is fishing industry. And we're going to run out of fish at some yeah. point, and it's going to be really bad. But we could structure in a way where people like fish in a certain way to let the populations grow. Like So you don't want to get everything right now, but you let the population grow so there's more fish in the future that you can make more money on later. Yeah. And then people still have fish in the future, and we don't fucking run out of all the fish. And it was a huge problem is run, like killing off biodiversity. There's so much trillions of dollars worth of un, unfound information and technology and medicine in biodiversity and stuff that we haven't discovered yet that as we kill more and more things off like one they're not there anymore and two we just lose all this capability of the future of let's being able really to run with this fish example yeah let's just well, let's like fucking run with it yeah. um i think that you touch on something that i agree with which is uh uh the happiness pill example is probably bad because human beings are optimizing both for short-term and long-term happiness and meaning seems to be something that people are really optimizing for in order to look back on the past with happiness and maybe the happy pill thing makes people happy in the short term but prevents the type of feedback loops and internal mechanisms necessary in order to get to a longer term state and so this is an example of where technology could go bad in which case like giving somebody what they want but maybe not quote unquote what they need is um is bad Uh, shrug I don't know um I Oh, and to the fish thing, I think this also talks a little bit about what you meant about other industries not responding to technology changes. Like, it's not clear to me that it has to do with so much of the actual tech that's developed. The Let's think of it as, like, the cell phone or, I don't know, some new way of doing things, but rather uh, whether or not an industry has the, like, design and or just, like, organization such that they can rapidly adapt to new shifts in their environment or have the incentive to like an ossified industry like the health industry mm-hmm. the healthcare industry is largely ossified because there's no external pressures in order to cause them to change and adapt new things this is my you know hot take i don't know if it's true but i think well, it is. there's a lot of stuff with the aca obamacare stuff was to adopt electronic health records yeah but yeah just health in general like, there's with no incentives there's no incentives could be it. a huge well there were for the electronic health records there's like a carrots and sticks sort of thing if you didn't adopt it by a certain point but it, yeah right. in general yeah just but like I, you're I a programmer for, from a system design standpoint like having like some you have a giant complicated system and then there's like a you enter you throw a new thing into the mix who, who knows what's gonna happen as a result yeah. it's all um because it's it doesn't have like i don't know clear incentives and feedbacks and things like that yeah but it should, I don't know, health is make people but yeah just in general how we look at health it's more of a treating symptoms or treating like it happens now yeah but then you know I, mean, I think it's getting more going more toward this but in general like medical stuff isn't preventative doesn't look at and it's great like surgeries and stuff to take care of things that are happening now like we're getting really good at it, yeah. good stuff but when you look more like diet like there's such confusion on how people should eat yeah and there which rightfully so there's so much interesting stuff going with the gut microbiomes and everything and sugars and protein and fruits and vegetables there's so many different things going on it's a complicated system but 
we don't really look at like how how do we stay healthy and like what types of things and yeah, short term versus long term what types of things can we do now in order to not have heart attacks as much right and there's not as much of a push in that medical sphere so that's like one way where medicine's not looking such like they're more short-sighted but they're advancing really cool ways and yeah, just adopting the whole stuff of HIPAA. And there's, there's a lot of good arguments for why people have certain things in health and government that move slowly. Yeah. But it's, there has to be a better way to do stuff. But there's not like an avenue for change, an avenue to help make it so you can adopt things. So you can, like, I don't know, one of the biggest things is like marijuana, cannabis being Schedule 1. Yeah. It's like no medicinal value. It stops little kids from having seizures and a ton of other stuff that... And like CBD, something that's non-psychoactive, and don't get, we don't even touch on like psychoactive things and like. I mean, I was wondering where we were. Some of the conversation, like it sounds like we should just be getting high. Like, what are human values? It sounds like what a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and but I don't know. Yeah, there's just like this whole, like, like I think that's just a prime example from a medical government. Yeah prison all these examples like why are we doing it like this like why and then you look closer it's like everyone has their little short-term things where the dea wants to keep making their money pharmaceuticals don't want to give up like oh people can just grow this like like, what about all our our pills and stuff which have terrible side effects even though they're like curing something right then and there in situations like this it's always useful to pop up a level in the stack and kind of look at it from a higher meta point of view um, why are people acting in these type of ways? Um, it's the system they're in and the incentives. I, I, I want to say it was like a Discordian tract, um, which was a fake before the internet type, I, I think like joke religion. I don't, I don't fully know the history of it, but uh, there was like a quote from one of the books where uh, the protagonist is talking to this uh, like god of discord. Um, and uh, I don't know, this human character is like, uh, like talking like there's all these wars there's all these plagues all this economic injustice and um, the goddess is says back well um, uh, why do you want that stuff and the human character says nobody wants it and she replies you, you know they clearly want it because it's happening and it, it just kind of gets to the fact that it's not like there's all these bad actors or people are stupid or slow or any type of way it's the system that they're in that is causing like the the incentive clash that results in just you know no design no yeah. actual purpose um it's not like people in the healthcare industry want to be slow it's just you yeah. can't get to a place right where you can make that change but they want to keep competing their, in the I'm system more like dea so they want to keep yeah. their job and they're just doing and most people i would say like aren't evil or they're doing stuff not to be crazy or evil yeah. for the most part maybe there's a couple of people or like a small percentage that are but most people like want to raise kids or like or even if they don't want kids like whatever they want to like live happy lives yeah. or live good lives they don't want to like cause pain to other people but they believe in stuff they think that like this is the only way to do it and and then it, it, like and then people don't want to understand what the other people think and there's like huge like misunderstanding almost like on so many levels of stuff yeah I, yeah we uh, Eve should not have eaten the apple to lead us into this fallen world <laughs> yeah we just run around naked would have been better would have been better yeah been nice I don't know but do you believe in Adam and Eve as a just a good parable yeah just a, it's a great story uh, I mean you're not gonna always I love Pippering in uh uh, uh Bible biblical yeah. allusions yeah it's, I read Fancy. like half of the Old Testament like 
got very boring. They talk about tabernacles <laughs> and cubits like way too much. I think Leviticus was a lot about that, really specific rules for I, things. That's like the third one. Probably. I don't remember. I think I did my bar mitzvah yeah. portion from it. Yeah, but Genesis, yeah, it's interesting. Like then we created this, and then like this person lived for a thousand years. And it's just interesting when you look at religion to not take it too seriously from a point of this happened and this was uh like it has to be this way it's like no this was people thousands of years ago trying to this was society that's what their government was it was a way for them are you to saying under- their government was thousand year old men running naked no people they, they the started forest. living less but if the, yeah. i think right in genesis they they started it goes from like a thousand like 800 500 600 <laughs> like 400 300 and then like by like Noah or something, they start living normal human lives. But yeah, it's kind of just stories in order at the time to explain something, to have some sort of like, this is how things were and this is how we should treat each other and justice, right? The idea of justice, like you kill my cattle I, or sheep or whatever, I get three of yours. Right? So clearly we're just all over the map in this conversation, dear listener, but I'm with you on this because I love that book by Yuval Harari, Sapiens, which goes into the nature of stories and how they, um, s- stories and myth and how they serve as, uh, like almost operating systems for groups in order to like get people to cooperate and work towards common ends. So I'm with you, man. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've started Sapiens on audiobook. Really interesting. I haven't gone through it yet, yeah. but I've heard a lot of people talk about it and it's very, yeah, very just the history of man. And then yeah. I like the tangents and how they explain like, why we evolve the way we look we do and yeah. and his next From book the, is all about these topics around yeah. what does human evolution look like in nice. an age of AGI and technology Perfect. being able to guide that evolutionary yeah, path get him on the podcast That's get him on the podcast you eventually get people that like write books yeah dude yeah. you can stop wasting your time with people like me get yeah, some that, people write that books too no it was it was obviously <laughs> warranted um yeah but that's, that's super interesting stuff. Now I'm just thinking more Joe Rogan, just like, oh yeah, I just got this crazy scientist who like researched something that no one knows about, but we should do it. And just like, couple months. Like, I have questions for those people too. Like, I actually think this is a good strategy for yeah. podcasts is uh, so many really smart PhDs out there who nobody knows about at all and published works and nobody reads, but are interesting and they're just like, you know, lost in the void. Yeah. They probably don't get that many podcast invites. Yeah, and you start doing that too. Just like, oh, like you're. Well, something I like about my podcast is people have passions. People yeah. are really like, like a PhD person working years on one thing or startups, yeah. very similar. And just like, tell me what you've learned. Tell That's me great. what you know. Like, what? Why are you passionate? What is it? Where do you see that? And then I love like, where do you see this going in the future? Yeah. How do you see this affecting? Like, bring technology into it. Bring other things into it. It seems like at this point, being able to trawl and identify new, let's say, interesting people who are not like Yuval Harari already well known um but uh you're kind of in an angel investor mode in terms of finding people yeah. like try to find the ones that are uh, uh not known get their get them on get really good content from them it's sweet I should start a podcast is what I'm realizing yeah. as I hear myself talk yeah you get your own podcast yeah, but like, as we can see from this I don't even you know no I'm just I'm rambly well, let's just talk about anything yeah, that's, there's no right style for a podcast yeah I, so this is one of my longer podcasts every other one i had some friends like oh they should be shorter so yeah. i had around an hour and i'm just doing 50 got them down to like 15 to 30 minutes at yeah. most 30 and 
Yeah, but I'm like, I listen to Joe Rogan, listen for three hours. People have different preferences of what they want to listen to, so right. kind of under try everything, try a bunch of different stuff. Some people like this one. Like, oh. Joe Rogan, I go through, and he has a lot of comedians and MMA people. I skip those. They might be, they're probably still good, but I'm just like, oh, like, this crazy scientist, this astrologist. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, oh, about sugar, like, how bad that is, and how that interacts with your body and everything. It's like, and crazy, crazy stuff that I'll never know. And like, Love it. It'd be just listen to people for 50 hours while I'm at work. <laughs> great. Give me something, something else to do or pay attention to. Yeah, but I, right now, yeah, I'm just, I've only interviewed people I know. Yeah. So it's great just, like, find out what my friends are into. And it's interesting. Like, right, everyone, we always have interesting conversations with friends and stuff, right? There's so much stuff. What's your you view of about? me after this conversation? What do you, what do you stereotype uh, me? Like, what's my philosophical bent from this? What am uh, I, like, into? I, Can you stereotype? No, this is hard because I usually go into with people either having a startup or a certain topic that they're very interested in. Right. So I've been part of this is what do I call this podcast? I usually say no blank idea. with like Ben Goldhopper. Yeah. So I might just do like Ben Goldhopper and put a description and love it. Yeah. Just like, you, <laughs> you just get your name in there and just, what is say futurism? We just say everything. There's uh, no real definition. There isn't. There. We just talked. And also futurism. Futurism as a field sucks so hard. Why? It's not grounded in anything. There's so few... All right, 90% of everything is crap, but I feel like futurism in particular, um, good futurists are people like... I I think of as Robin Hanson, as like Yuval Harari, who are trying to take current trends in historical patterns. In particular, Robin Hanson's Age of M, fantastic book um, that explores uh, what a society would look like in wherein we've done a really good job of... Uh, of being able to copy human intelligence into uh, um, machine form. Like, it's not super intelligence, but it is general intelligence based on humans. And his entire work is grounded in trying to take actual limitations from, like, uh, physical limitations following economic trends in, like, a technology-determinist way to see what that world will look Mm -hmm. like. And it's fantastic because it's not just... um, it's not just flights of fancy. It's things that are trying to extrapolate now to actually imagine what the future is going to look yeah. like. Very hard to do well. I think that book is great. And that is, oh, wow, maybe that is what I hope to. I would, when I think about like who I would want to be as somebody who can think about these type of things, it's somebody who has enough knowledge about the current trends to be able to like see where they are going. Um, just be yourself. <laughs> ben, let me stop you right there, man. You just got to learn to love yourself. And then... The future scenarios that's will come. Just, that's just you. That's just you, You are baby. that person. <laughs> you know what I wanted to... This can all be in the outros, by the way. Feel free to edit this shit oh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, really wanted to do a podcast or a YouTube series that was about Bitcoin, but it was specifically like what event X will cause to the Bitcoin price. And I'll just be like... Khloe Kardashian came out with a new thing. How's this going to affect Bitcoin? Boom. Let's talk about it. <laughs> it's going to go up. Join us next episode. Yeah. Uh, you hear all these financial guys talk about like what it's going to do with the price, and it's just, they don't it, know. No, it's one all knows. bullshit. Yeah, all fish and market hypothesis. I love seeing bitcoins be a hundred million. Bitcoins going to zero. Yeah. Like I get the same news and same. Just, uh, like Shopify is the best stock you could possibly buy. Like oh, Shopify is not gonna. You know, like <laughs> there's no no one knows what they're doing. They knew what they're doing. Everyone make money. Exactly. Like, people, they want to like, tell people. Market trends. And something I'm funny, which I haven't looked into how real it is, but I read an article about it. Mm. Um, and anytime Anne Hathaway comes up positively in the news, yeah. Berkshire Hathaway, stock goes up. Love it. Yeah, like just whatever computer algorithms are like, oh, Hathaway, good. Yeah, let's buy. <laughs> Love it. I think that's a hot tip 
for anybody listening. Yeah. Hot stock tips. Any, any good, Anne Hathaway is in a good movie or bad movie, like, you know how to... I kind of hope that's the way the world actually works. That all, the, all, all the stock prices are determined by what happens to Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was she was so mean to her in that movie. Yeah. God. Guess the economy's tanking. <laughs> Devil Wears Prada did come out around the time of the economic collapse, right? Is that true? I don't know. I can't we, remember. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, help us out on I this. Need, uh, Carl. <laughs> I need a, yeah, assistant. Just rotate. I'm just random people in here. Yeah. Tryouts. Tryouts. Yeah. Craigslist random guy. How quickly can you Google search? That's what your job depends on. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, that's every job. Oh. What? oh, that's a that's a good hot take. Yeah, it's like how good. Yeah, there's a good meme or something. It's like what one of the like what my parents think. I oh, can you like fix my TV and do all this stuff? You're a coder, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's really just like how good I can Google search stuff. It's, <laughs> like, it's Google search and stuff and it, filtering out good from bad. Yeah, it's from like Google your people search. are like, oh, dude, you can like you, like you do all this crazy stuff, and people are like, oh, can you just make this for free? It's easy for you, like you just do this. <laughs> and it's like, no, I just like Google, but like I can Google stuff is like <laughs> really well. <laughs> stack Overflow, uh, that's the move. Yeah, uh, every time like stuff's non stack, I don't contribute at all. <laughs> like Stack Overflow, I'm like, wow, why isn't this question answered? Like, <laughs> why no one asked this yet? And I just don't ask it. I like, expect like eventually someone will ask yeah. me and it will come up. I think I, I mean I'm sure that I'm sure the skew is huge between viewers and askers and definitely answers. It's got to be like ninety nine one. That's like a common. I, I've always heard of eighty twenty, but I'm well, guessing there's, it's even a bigger skew. There is three. I'm trying to recall oh, yeah. it right now. There and I think it is like ninety nine one. Yeah. Ninety percent are like lurkers. Uh, nine. Nine like the one percent is like actually contributing and stuff. Ninety percent right. are lurkers and I forget what the nine percent is there is some like i think it is that breakdown where it's like it's on reddit like how many people actually contribute to reddit how many people like look at reddit how many people like do something else like in between i forget what that in between is though yeah 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 very it makes so much sense that <laughs> yeah no one like, i'm just looking up stuff. facebook i just look at stuff it's always the same people posting on facebook yep. too that's why i like facebook's an interesting like psychological sociological like oh what do these people believe like what are, what are you thinking like what do you yeah you talk about that a lot like cool like that's my only insight into, into that world <laughs> cool yeah people get so mad at other people like <laughs> like just that's what that, we're it's all chill yeah something with politics especially it gets very divisive and it's yeah. like Hey, we're all in this together. Like, yeah, we might disagree and stuff, but yeah, m- the other half of the people aren't bad people, and vice versa. Like, you got everyone real... has reasons of like why they think, and like, let's talk about it. You don't have to agree. Like, well, let's talk and like, okay, like, what can we agree on? Like, what can we like part like a little bit? Like, all right, let's move in that direction. Like, it's like I'm listening to John Lennon in Imagine right now. Like, <laughs> imagine a world Where without. We're like, we're like, oh yeah, like that's just a person who has a different belief than I do. Like, cool. Like, what can we solve? Like. How do we, like, spend money in the right places? Hey, I think we're bringing this full circle now. Um, Back to the fake audio, fake news piece, which is uh, people don't want that. You and I don't want that Uh, either. We want to... Everybody wants to fight for their tribes. Sure, by controversial. Everybody wants Uh, wants controversy. Independent tribe. This podcast (laughs) would get so many viewers if we start picking fights with other podcasts. Start calling out the Vox guys. Yeah. People... Want it's like a rap fight. battle, like what do they call it? Rap skirmishes. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Ra- well, beefs guy, in the rap community. That was yeah. what that was. I started listening to Sam Harris a little bit. And his first thing was, 
I guess he was, had a whole thing with Ezra Klein, and yep. then like my very first impression of Sam Harris is like him, like I was a mistake, like Ezra Klein. I'm like, I don't want, but I was like, I don't want to hear this. Like I want to like, tell the, me things. Like give me the you, fight. Nah, I was like, I don't, I don't want that. I want like, like interesting stuff. Like I don't care that you're beefing with people, like that you have different views. I'm telling you, the move is, and this is what generates all the clickbait. Find a controversial topic, pick one side, and then become the champion of that side. And switch sides. Oh, maybe. That would be sweet. That's like a wrestling move. Yeah. Well, it's the South Park episode where Kyle's dad's a lawyer for everyone versus everyone. Oh, yeah. And he yeah, keeps, yeah, like, yeah. making more money and has a bigger house. Like, Kyle. Like, the like, little music in the background. Kyle, like, you have to understand, I'm making a lot of money this way. <laughs> I'm helping everyone. Like, I'm supporting these people and these people. Hey, and I'm rich. As, <laughs> long, as long as you're dealing to both sides, what, yeah. does, it, what does it matter? That like goes back and forth on the sides of the courtroom. That's what's so cool about some of this clickbait that's auto-generated, is it's the same people generating the left news version and the right news version. So you can oh, just have the it? same... I mean, I don't think it's auto-generated yet, but we're right. clearly close to that. But they have sites that are run by the same company yeah. that are doing the left-wing and right-wing version of the same article yeah it's amazing started, that's capitalism baby i started a project for school it's like create your own fake news and with the idea of when someone shares it it's basically yeah you get the metadata so it looks like a real article yeah. you click on it and all you get is um like a picture that you upload like yeah you have like three fields a picture a description and a title yeah and like the description is like a one sentence dot 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 and then you like read more. It's like you got faked. Like make your own. And then you like just nice. update your thing there with the idea of like oh like maybe I shouldn't trust everything I click on. And like with like enough steps that people don't even realize they're spreading fake stuff. That like oh you just shared headlines. Like, you know what I bet would happen is that people would share it on Facebook and nobody would read the article and people would start arguing in the comments about it. Yeah. Because that seems to happen. Yeah, a lot. And, but it's enough steps where like it's there. Someone's like what is it? Like this yeah. is fake. Like it was it? And people would be like oh yeah like I meant to gotcha. Like <laughs> gotcha. We're thinking, like, a scoring system and yeah i've like shared it everywhere like you have shared facebook whatsapp like anywhere you want to share it to to, yeah. to move it uh yeah they weren't a huge fan of that thing <laughs> it's still got a decent grade on it but it's just like because it's like oh how do we solve fake news and how do we we but don't solve like, it yeah it's we like, give the people what they want yeah but we like we have a trail back to them like you this person spreads fake hey, news you suck you just you read out like i read headlines like most of my news is just reading headlines and like, I take everything with a grain of salt, yeah. just because. But it's like, oh yeah, I read the headline somewhere. Like, it wasn't interesting enough for me to like click on and dig into. But I know like someone's writing about that, and may or may not be real. <laughs> yeah, good old fake news. Yeah, great easy phrase. Uh, well, so you got anything else you want to dig into? What um. I don't know what feels most interesting about me at this moment. Maybe that's what we should wrap up on, or like, what's sure. the thing that you most want to know from the things that I said? Or uh, I, I don't know, man. What should we? What's what's your future like? What do oh, you? Shit. You want to be a certain? But we got into it. Kind of. I like this question. Yeah. Now. What? What, what do? What do I want the future to be like? Or what do self? I want? What's my best self? What's your best self that you see? No, this is freaking me out. Bring this is freaking me out. I don't technology know. technology into the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So this is this is actually just like a really hard question. Uh, I don't know is the answer. So I guess what I should be optimizing for in the moment is something like optionality or the ability to be flexible depending upon the situation that I'm in. But also people who do that are cowards because they don't actually oh. like, you know, in the Peter Thielian type frame, they don't have a definite optimistic version of the future they have an indefinite optimistic version and i 
do aspire to be the type of like definite optimism. Basically, I guess I want to be like Peter Thiel. He's he's what Peter Tillian. That's a great. Oh yeah, is that, that I oh adjective man, form? yeah. Uh, I want to be doing complicated revenge schemes on ooh. various groups. Like I don't follow him enough. I don't know. Legend in the game. Yeah. Just total legend in the game. No, I maybe a more serious version is something like. Uh, um, and now maybe that was my serious version. I don't know. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Ben. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brett. We will get this live soon. Thank you for listening to the Stylist Free Podcast. It means the world to me that you are here. Let's keep the conversation going at the Stylist Free Facebook page or tweet me at Stylist Freecast or even find me on LinkedIn. Until next time, friend, this is the Style Is Free Podcast and I'm your host, Brett Leibowitz.